This is episode 5 with Doctor of Chiropractics, Jeff Glover. This is Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson. Finally realizing my master's degree only taught me so much, I decided to start on a journey to learn more about what it truly means to be a pencil leader and how we can leave a positive mark on people and the world around us. So each week, I'm going to bring you a topic or a guest that will help guide us on our way to grow and leave a positive mark wherever we go. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. It's not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. Lou Holtz. Dr. Jeff Glover has been studying and practicing chiropractic medicine since 2007. He and his wife chose to open Glover Health to teach people how to heal their bodies naturally and improve their well-beings. Dr. Glover is well connected into his community, truly caring about people's overall health. One area he focuses on is the reduction of stress to improve productivity in people's lives. All right, guys, we want to welcome Jeff Glover to the show today, chiropractor extraordinaire. So, Jeff, thanks for being on the show, man. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate being here. No problem. We're excited uh, to learn and hear what you have to say about kind of stress and and productivity a little bit. Uh, But first, Mm -hmm. can you kind of give us a background of like how long you've been a chiropractor and what got you into it? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's... um... It's kind of a, well, it's, there's two different stories, uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a chiropractor. I've been practicing for 10 years now. Okay. And at first I worked for a couple of other clinics, kind of learning what to do. And then I've been, had my own clinic for almost seven years now. So, um, but how I became a chiropractor, it's an interesting story. Um, <clears throat> whenever I was little, I was having these headaches that wouldn't go away. And they were in the back of my head. It felt like somebody had a vice grip on the back of my head. It woke me up in the middle of the night and I was crying and it, uh, you know, freaked my mom out. And so we went to the primary care doc and a couple different specialists. We did x-rays, did a CT scan. They thought I had a tumor. Mm. And um, but anyway, all that was clear. And my, my grandmother was disabled. And so my mom used to always take her to all her doctor's you know, visits. And whenever she took her to the chiropractor one day, she was just telling the chiropractor, like, well, just been having these headaches. Nobody can, can figure out. And he was like, really? Well, let me, let me take a look at him. He adjusted me a few times and the headaches were gone. And I'd had them for like nine months solid. Wow. And the, um, and the, the chiropractor, he was a very personal guy. Cause I saw, I saw all these other doctors and most of them were like, on the other side of the room mm-hmm. and didn't really like make eye contact and things like that. And it was a lot more colder and he was more, uh, more warm and, and personable. And there was one day I remember I was wearing, I've always been a, a wrestling fan since I was a kid. Nice. Okay. So with WWF yeah. and I was wearing a, a t-shirt that back then uh, uh, the rockers were big. It had uh, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels on it. Okay? Oh, all right. And, <laughs> and the, uh, the chiropractor said, well, Oh, uh, I see you know one of my former patients. And I, and I said, what? And he was like, and he said he used to adjust Shawn Michaels because wow. he used to be in Tampa and Tampa was oh, where a lot of the, okay. yeah, the guys were. And so in my nine-year-old mind, I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, wow, if I become a chiropractor, I can hang out with fresh That's wrestlers. Awesome. <laughs> so it's, uh, the guy made a big impact on me making my headaches go yeah. away, but then also um, uh, being being able to hang out with wrestlers. That was, Absolutely. that was very cool to it, to a nine-year-old. But the more I learned about it, it was just amazing huh. uh, because what happens is you, you get to help these people with all these different kinds of problems, 
by just making their body work better or more efficiently. And you're doing it without drugs and harmful chemicals. So, I mean, the, the more I learned, I'm like, yeah, this is the thing I'm going to do. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was curious because I always wonder, like, how do people get in the careers they are? And I was like, well, what was Jess just sitting around cracking his knuckles one day? And he's like, oh, I want to <laughs> know how that works. And so that's cool. That's, really, that's a much cooler story. So that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Have you met yeah. any wrestlers yet? Actually, well, um, actually, yes. All right. Um, they, um, one of my, uh, one of my buddies, he practices in the next town for me. And there's a, there's a couple wrestlers who I don't really think I'm allowed to say I their names, you, but, uh, but yeah, but they were, uh, they were pretty big in the, um, in WWE in the nineties and early two thousands. So they're cool. kind of semi-retired yeah. now. Do you but, have a favorite uh, yeah. wrestler now? Do you have a favorite you watch still? Now? Um, let's see. I watch them. I'm trying to think who the best. I still, I still record it and DVR it and watch it when I can. Yeah. I mean, growing up, Hulk Hogan was my <laughs> idol. You know, that's who I want. That's who I wanted Brother. to be. And, <laughs> yeah, that was it. Um, but now, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a few good ones out there. I'm trying to think who's the, it's hard to single out just, just one um, now that right. I'm like, I love to love to see. I, I like Brock Lesnar, okay. even though he, is he's kind of a, a jerkish kind of guy, <laughs> but it's just the fact that he's, he's like a genetic freak. Yeah. I mean, he's, he can, uh, you hear about these, you know, amazing feats that he can do as far as uh, strength. I mean, and nobody, I can't think of anybody else that could just walk on to a professional football team or then become UFC champion. Mm. And um, so, yeah, he's, that's crazy. Uh, he's just really genetically gifted. So oh, it's absolutely. just, it's cool to see him. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm sure, and that's the cool thing with this, like, yes, they're freaks of nature, but I think still that um, they deal with stresses on their bodies probably more than what we do, but they have the abilities in the, in the avenues or know how to take care of it best. Um, oh yeah. So like, I guess what are some of like the main stress induced problems that you see in your clinic? Oh, yeah, well, there's there's probably about three different big ones that we see. Okay. As far as being induced by stress, well, there's a couple different ways we can we can define stress. Right. I mean, we can say is it emotional stress? Is it physical stress? But uh, one of the big things is headaches. Okay. You know, and that's the reason I went to a chiropractor right. as a kid yeah. too. Um, but headaches is actually the number two reason why people come in to see a chiropractor. Mm. Uh, low back pain is number one. Yeah. That's typically the thing everybody thinks about. But yeah, headaches, because whenever you're trying to deal with stress, most of the time it's a problem and you're trying to find a solution to the problem. And sometimes you can't, you know, reverse engineer and figure out how to get there. So you're literally stressing about it and it gives, and it gives you yeah. a headache. And then that makes the muscles in your uh, neck get tightened up because what happens is you, you get stressed, your shoulders come up like that, you know, you get tensed. Yep. Um, so typically headaches, and then you get muscle tightness in the trapezius muscle right up in through there oh, yeah. to where it'll feel like a rock. Because yep. whenever you're stressed, it feels, you feel overwhelmed. And basically, metaphorically speaking, it feels like you have the weight of the world okay. on your shoulders. Okay. Yep. And so that's going to be the, the second, you know, tightness area right in through there. And the other one is low back pain. Because metaphorically, when you're thinking about it, if you're carrying a big weight, where our low back tends to be the strongest yeah. and that's what we're you know going to be using yeah so sure. yeah headaches okay 
the yeah. upper trap pain and low back yeah. are the big, big three as far as like stressors that we see. Yeah. And I see literally every day. And yeah, I was going to say, and it has to be so prevalent. Just I feel like that's what I hear uh, as far as the athletic training world goes, industrial athletic training world goes. It's the same kind of stuff we deal with there same oh, kind yeah. of issues all the time and a lot of overlap yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure so many underlying mm-hmm. issues too and definitely chiropractors can definitely um aid in the um, betterment of those symptoms um oh sure now can can that have you seen it go where they have stress and it's causing that neck pain or that uh headache or the lower back pain and then it's stemmed into something else because of that um, yeah, well, sometimes, well, because I mean, a, as you know, the body's one big kinetic chain, right. so you could say have ne- a neck pain and that's going to make your traps tighten up. Yep. Well, that attaches to your shoulders and then it just works, works down the chain. Yeah. So yeah, it can, it can cause all kinds of stuff. And then whenever you start having negative thoughts, then you just mm. have a bad cascade that just go rolls downhill from there. And yeah, so yeah, one little thing can affect everything else in the body over time for sure it's crazy i've seen where someone um got their hips out of alignment and then that caused so many other issues it caused plantar fasciitis it caused a strained yeah. leg muscle like all the way up to the to the neck and head because of it because everything's so tight because of those being uh slightly out of alignment and and uh, i think you made another great point where you said your your mental thoughts really yeah. play a huge part in that and uh I think that's one of the biggest things people don't really focus on uh, when they have a physical ailment is the mental aspect of it. I mean, oh, yeah. that's just because the brain controls everything and, and releases hormones and like, you got it. If we're, if we're mentally like just being negative or down and, and just focusing on, Oh, I'm injured or I'm hurting. Like it's not going to get any better. Right. Well, yeah. What you, what you think about, you bring about yep. And I'm, I'm a big proponent in, you know, um, how your, how your mind thinks, you know, so you go, you can think yourself sick and you can think yourself well yep. too. If you think, okay, oh, yeah, I'm going to get over this. And that's what they tell. I mean, so many people that have these, you know, bad things as far as like, say if someone gets cancer or something like that, everybody says, you know, keep a positive attitude yep. because if you don't, then it just, the bad stuff thrives. Just, yeah. Just, I think, yeah. Put it in that negative mindset, just in, invites more negative yeah. things to happen and it, misery loves company yeah, you know? absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so i think that uh the big thing is with those stresses like we said mental like focusing mm-hmm. on positive focusing on getting better focusing on getting back to to where you were or even better um yeah. can help us but how can these problems that are caused from stress or or vice versa injuries cause the stress how does that affect our productivity would you say in a negative way oh yeah it'll definitely uh affect you in a negative way if you don't know how to how to deal with mm. it okay because what happens is say you get out of bed in the morning and you you stub your toe well typically that elicits some negative thoughts yeah. and then your day tends to spiral downward after that because you keep thinking negative, negative, negative. Um, so one of the things that I, you know, I try to do and I've heard it from, I do a lot of like positive, you know, self-talk yeah, things like that. Sure. Uh, when it, you get out of bed and you put your feet on the floor, 
uh, just say thank you, yeah. you know, because you're, you're here another day. Yeah. You, know, you get another shot at this thing, yeah. you know, um, instead of just saying, oh, this hurts, that hurts. Say, hey, man, I'm still here. You know, I'm I'm here for a reason. I'm going to I'm going to yep. do some good. Um, so, yeah, it definitely affects productivity, because if someone has that negative mindset, if they're you know, they're not feeling good or their their neck is tight, they're like, man, I don't want to be here. You know, this sucks. I'm never getting better. Hmm. You know, and all this kind of and it just like we said, it just goes down that, you know, yeah. rabbit hole. You don't want to go. Yeah, because it's almost like. Oh, woe is me. I might yeah. as well not do XYZ because I'm already feeling bad. I probably won't do it right or well. And it just, yeah, just snowballs. Well, yeah. And you can, you can rationalize anything right. it's like, Oh, well, you know, I don't feel good. So I'll take this pill or I'm, and it's a reason I'm not going to go to the gym or, okay, well, I'm not going to the gym. Well, shoot, I might as well eat a pizza. So you jump from, you know, lily pad to yeah. lily pad of like negative thoughts and it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. And I'm thankfully I don't get sick very often. Um, good. But sometimes yeah. when I do get sick, uh, there's definitely a, a line like, okay, I know I need to rest today. I need to just lay around, just let my body circulate through this and, and get over it. But yeah, a day or two, I'm like, I have to get up and moving. Cause like, I can tell yeah. that now the stagnant quote unquote laziness that mm-hmm. I'm wallowing in, yeah. isn't helping me it's not gonna get me better any faster and i and i f- have found every time that i've been sick that if i do that process i rest a day or two depending on the severity yeah. and then get up and do something move around do something walk to the mailbox yeah. do the dishes um whatever it might be walk around the backyard with the dogs running around you know just moving get that blood flow get the yeah. lymphatic system working at a, a better rate uh i've decreased that that length of illness, I think what it could have been. And, um, I think it's the same thing with stress. I think turning that negative to positive mindset, like we said, yeah. And, and moving, doing something to, to counter that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. You want to, especially if you're, if you're getting sick, you do need some, some downtime so your body can heal Mm -hmm. because whenever you get sick, that's your body it's almost like a check engine light coming yep. on saying, Hey, you're pushing yourself a little too hard back off for a little bit. Give me a chance to catch up right. and then we'll go back and do our thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. And you got to figure out, okay, what's causing your stress yep. too. That's, that's a big thing. And a lot of people don't know what's, what's causing their stress. Um, you know, and a lot of times psychological stressors manifest themselves physiologically in the body. Mm-hmm. And there's a, um, there's there's several different like chiropractic techniques we can use whenever we're adjusting people. And one of the techniques we can use is called uh, neuroemotional technique. And it's kind of based on that principle where sometimes your body will kind of hold on to past traumas and certain things will um, say not heal because you're not letting go mm. of, you know, what you, what you and it might be a, you know, a bad breakup that you're not letting go and you're still holding resentment towards someone. Right. Or, um, you know, you could have had a traumatic uh, experience, maybe, uh, maybe a, a, a robbery, mm. or you know, yeah. you know, sometimes a, a rape or something like uh, that, something terrible. Yeah, and definitely. that you know that scars you, and a lot of times you you hold on and you internalize all this stuff, which isn't which isn't good, oh. but you don't know how to cope with it, so you don't know how to let it go. Um, but so you'll just know that hey, I keep kind of getting these headaches, I keep getting this pain and tightness that won't go away. 
and you recognize the physical stuff, but you don't recognize the other stuff that's triggering all that. Mm. So um, that's one technique where we've seen some pretty cool results with, with people. I mean, it sounds kind of, you know, out there, but um, you know, it does, it does help out. And one thing that can help people get to the bottom uh, of their issues is, is talking to someone too, uh, because yeah. a lot of times you you'll think you'll feel weird because you're like, okay, well I shouldn't be uh, thinking about this or I shouldn't be feeling this way. Talking to a, a counselor or, or somebody, you know, at your, uh, a psychologist, some, maybe somebody at your um, church or something like that. And just having an, an, an outlet so you can get some of that stuff out. Mm, um, for sure. And, and if that's, and if that's not um, comfortable enough for you, uh, some people are, you know, very, very nervous about, you know, saying anything to anybody, right. Even just journaling. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Or, or, or write a, um, yeah, something I learned whenever I was in college, you know, say if you're, you know, really upset with somebody, but you were afraid to confront them, write them a letter and, you know, say all the, you don't have to give it to them, you know, but just the thought yep. of getting it out of your brain, oh, your yeah, hand, onto the paper. Yeah. I mean, and then you can, you, you can burn it, you can throw it away or whatever, but you'll feel this relief because you literally got it off your, off your chest. Right. Yeah. And I just wrote an article on my blog, on my website about fear. The same kind of thing is making them real, writing them down so you can visualize them and then, okay, that's not that big a deal or, Hey, that's out of there now. It's, it's on the board. It's on the paper. I'm moving on. Same kind of thing. I think that's huge. And, and I just want to say if, if, if someone's out there listening to this right now that needs to get something off their chest or they've been through something, seek counseling, seek some way to positively release all that stress you have inside. Cause it's super important and there's nothing wrong, no shame in, in seeking counsel from someone to release that. So I, I'm sure someone out there is dealing with that. Um, if you are, um, know there are places for you, um, and there's nothing, nothing wrong, uh, with seeking counsel. Um, that's super important. Uh, I've seen the benefits and, um, you're actually stronger if you can reach out and say, Hey, I'm having trouble. Um, and this is what it is to start that healing process. So I just want to say that right now. So whoever's needing to hear that you're not alone. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree a hundred percent as far as being stronger because they're strong enough to ad- admit it. Yep. Hey, I need this yeah. instead of just saying, Oh, it, it doesn't affect me. I'm okay. Right. You know? Um, no, yeah, definitely talk to somebody. I wish everybody, you know, would be. Um, and uh, I was, I did have a um, psychology was one of my uh, double majors in undergrad. Nice. And so I took pretty much every psych class offered at, uh, at my yeah. university. And um, it was, it was really cool. And the more I learned was, you know, everybody really needs this and for whatever reason, I don't know why it's been stigmatized and it should, and it shouldn't be. Right. Um, because it's all about, you know, expression and really communication too. Yep. Um, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, communicating our, our feelings, needs and stuff like that. Yeah. So huge just to be able to release all that in a positive way to somebody who actually is, will listen and be able to respond correctly. And, uh, just relieving that stress and be able to then almost blossom from that into a new mindset, a new path, a new beginning almost. Um, so we're able to become more productive. So we're being, we'll be able to actually help people more. Cause if we're, 
if we're holding on to a lot of stuff, we're not going to be able to reach out and help somebody else. Cause we got both our hands holding all this crap going on. Yeah. So if we can finally let that go, we're going to have hands to help other people that way. It's going to put us healthier spot and, and be able yeah. to just really change the trajectory of, of our path. And so, yeah. um, I think it's huge that we first, like you said, find the root cause, figure out what's causing it. Is it physical? Yeah. Is it mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever it may be. And then getting that help. Um, however that is in a positive way to, to really change that. Um, yeah. Now. Yeah. Talk to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Personally, I'm going to ask you more of a personal question and feel free to answer how you want. Uh, okay. How do you deal with stress to keep productive? Well, there's um oh there's a couple different ways um well first thing i do that's helped me out in um some bad times because i've yep. uh we've all been through with all of bad oh, times sure. and and especially um you know i i started my own clinic about seven years ago okay. with with virtually nothing um with just like a, a hope and a prayer that i knew that i could help people yeah. i had the desire to help people but will i be able to pay the lights to right. you know, do that right. um so the thing that's helped me out a lot is, well, one, I'm, I'm a Christian. Yeah. And so prayer has helped me out a lot, you know, and then it's, that's, you know, it might be a, a taboo word for some people, <laughs> but that's what, you know, that's what works for, for me. Right. Um, yeah. Same here. Yep. Because I, I, whenever I try and say, okay, well, I'm a man, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I'm strong. Right. And there's a lot of stuff that I just can't control and I have to surrender. Yep. And that's, that's tough 100%. for me to do. And then when a lot of times I found myself maybe being short tempered about other little things that don't matter at all, I realized, Hey, you know what? I need to just surrender this and then, you know, yeah. uh, let, let God guide me. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's a big thing that, that I do. Um, also I try to uh, exercise working out. Um, that helps me a lot because that gets your endorphins going yep. and it's also good for you yeah. as, as well. <laughs> so if I can go to the gym, if I'm stressed, I'm frustrated, go in there, you can just let it all oh, out. Yeah. Um, you're going to feel better and it's actually going to be you know good for you as, as well. Um, and then also I try to, I try to plan okay. uh, for, for things. Nice. Um, so like we've got a, my wife and I say we have a vision board for certain things, you know, so we'll try to um, put that out there and uh, attract that to to certain and try to not focus on um, things that I can't control. I was watching a, um, actually to go back to wrestling for a little bit, there was this wrestler, uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Oh yeah, I've heard of him, yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, he has this thing. Once he got out of wrestling, he started the marketing this yoga for guys. Oh, it's called DDP yoga. Nice. And, and he does a bunch of inspirational stuff. Uh, but he was talking about living life at 90% and saying, you know, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you deal with it. For sure. Okay? Because most of the time we worry about 90% of the stuff that we have no control over. Yep. You know, like if we worry about, you know, the sun coming up tomorrow, like, I don't know if it's going to come, you know, it's going to come, you know, we have yeah, no control. It's a over rational that. fear almost. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to recognize that um, helps out a lot too. But uh, yeah, prayer, uh, exercise, and then also trying to, trying to plan out stuff that you can control. Right. Um, helps out too, and realizing what you can't control because Absolutely. a lot of times we we think we can control everything. Well, you know what, you can't. You You're know? right. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you on that. That'd probably be 
my top two the same for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what would be, what would, what would be your top three? Uh, definitely like, uh, pray. Return of the tables here. So. Yeah, I know. That's good. <laughs> so. Praying, uh, getting in the Bible, reading, uh, just yeah. helps relax me and give me peace. Um, exercise or running. Running used to be my, my go-to all the mm-hmm. time. I would run all the time. Uh, I definitely have a runner's build and, and thankful that I'm able to do that fairly well. The third one. You can tell I'm not a runner. Uh, that's I'm, right. I'm Every, everyone's a runner. <laughs> how far? Yeah, right. Uh, and then the third, how I kind of deal with stress. Um, go out doing something outside uh, or, build, yeah. or building something outside, like just with my hands, construction type, or just walking in nature kind of gets me. Yeah. Kind of relaxed. I love being out there doing nothing, just walking around the yard and yeah seeing listen yeah, to birds so one. yeah that'd be my top three a, for sure yeah those are all good yeah man. so we're we're gonna kind of transition into so I've, I've been trying to ask people questions based on pencil leadership and the five traits that go along with that um okay we'll just go through those and just answer the best you can okay so the first one is uh as a pencil leader um pencil pencils can't um work they can't leave a positive mark unless they're held by someone else and used and so mm-hmm. like that, we, we can't get to where we're going or we're meant to go without mentors or coaches along the way. Uh, so is there anyone, one or two pe- persons that stand out in your mind that uh, mentors you or, or push you in the right direction? Yeah, there's, there's a couple people. Um, and actually, um, I, I have a coach right now for my, for my chiropractic business. Awesome. His name's Dr. Uh, Dr. Pete Fernandez. He's a retired chiropractor. Um, but he's had uh, several clinics over the over the years, and pretty much any problem that I could come up with, we have like a weekly coaching call. So whenever I hit hiccups in my practice, I say, "Well, you know, Doctor Pete, um, you know this is happening. I'm not sure what to do here." He was like, "Okay, what you do?" He's like, "You you stop this. You take this. You do this advertising." You know, he has an answer for every single thing because in his, geez. 50 years of, of doing it, he um, has pretty much literally seen it all. Yeah. So a lot of times we think, oh, this is something new that's happening. Well, no, I mean, this has happened for years and years uh-huh. and years. So he's helped me out quite a bit awesome. uh, in my business wise, but then also just mentally helping me out. There's um there's a guy named Jim, Jim Rome. Oh yeah. R-O-H-N. Yep. Um, and I, of course I've never met him right. and he's passed away now. Yeah. But just some of his, he's inspired a lot of the people like Tony Robbins mm-hmm. gets, got most of his stuff from, from Jim Rohn. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot about positive mindset, about not changing certain things, knowing what you control. And he, one of the things he said was say, you know, life is, is made up of seasons. Okay. Hmm. There's, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter. Yep. And he said, it's been that way for, you know, 6,000 years. It's not going <laughs> to change. Right. You can't pick two summers, you know, uh, no winters and all this kind of, um, but also he was, he was talking about, you can have negative reactions from positive people. So he was mm-hmm. one, I was watching one video of his and he was talking about um, uh, coffee and he's like, well, what if your worst enemy put uh, sugar in your coffee? Would that affect you at all? Like, no, it's not going to affect you negatively. Yeah. He was like, well, what if your best friend put strychnine in your coffee? Like, well, it's, it's going to kill you. Yeah. Well, so your, so your friends or people you think are positive influence can actually have negative influences on you. So you have to 
you have to look out for that stuff and don't and just kind of be aware of your surroundings. And if your people are feeding you negative thoughts, then are they really your friends yeah. and stuff like that? So, so that was that was two. No, right that's there. awesome. So, yeah, those, that's yeah. always good. And like I said, we have to have mentors and coaches to get anywhere. We can't do it by ourselves. So that's perfect. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, absolutely. So the second one. Um, so pencils obviously, um, have to be sharpened, uh, to be yep. able to continually, uh, leave a mark. Uh, and that's probably not very, um, comfortable for the pencil. So we go through things that are painful, rough, hard times. Can you think of a time that might've hurt, might've been really rough on you, but really now looking back brought you to a positive place that you are? Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. And there was one and I hated the I hated the guy whenever it happened. But there was uh, I remember it was my uh, first semester in, in college. Okay. And I was always growing up. I, I wasn't as I didn't really get into working out till I got into college. And I was always the um, always the fat kid. <laughs> and so we uh, me and my best friend, Joseph, we were kind of hung out because we were the two fat kids. Okay, <laughs> So um, and we were in our uh, biology 101 class and our instructor there had just done, and he was a, he was a thin guy and he had just done, this is when the Atkins diet was really big. Uh, in the late 90s. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he had said he had just done it for a week and he had lost eight pounds. And he said, well, you know, I know there's a couple people in this classroom that need to lose a lot of weight. And he said, well, I just did the Atkins diet and I lost eight pounds wasn't that hard. He said, if you want to lose weight, you can lose weight. If not, you're just being lazy. Uh, and uh, everybody knew exactly who uh, he was talking about. And I'm like, man, what a jerk. And I'm like, wow. you know what? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show this guy. And, and that's, that's kind of how I, I started. And I used to be, you know, morbidly obese. I gotcha. And, and then I started losing weight. And over a couple of years, I went down from, um, I, I dropped like 180 pounds. Wow, good for and you. And it started from this guy, you know, lighting a fire yeah. under me, making me uncomfortable. Absolutely. But, and that kind of got me going on my journey. And a lot of, I did it in a way that wasn't really helpful. Um, wow. I lost weight, but basically I was, I was working out a lot, but I was starving myself. Mm. And that's when my hair started getting really thin. Mm. So I wasn't getting the nutrients that I needed. Right. So when I was 21, I basically had my hairline that uh, I have now, um, but it it got the ball rolling as far as getting me turned around. Then I learned more about nutrition and, and right. stuff like that. But yeah, that that was a very uncomfortable I bet. thing that kind of turned into a positive, you know, for me. Absolutely, so, yeah, and, and and it's that's rough. <laughs> that's rough, man. <laughs> <Well, laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, no, it's yeah, good that you're we, able to turn that to a positive thing and and, and oh, look yeah. back and see it as that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think everything happens for everything happens oh, yeah. for a reason and, yep. and everything is a learning experience, good or bad. Mm-hmm. Even the bad experiences you go through, I think you're supposed to go through that because that makes you a better person. It makes you learn how to deal with those situations. Oh, for sure. And that kind of plays in the next question. So like pencils, they all have erasers for a reason. Uh, we might mm-hmm. make a mistake and they're able to erase it. Now, some marks are harder to erase than others, but it's still doable. Mm-hmm. So have you made a mistake that you remember that might have been I made a lot uh, of them. yeah. <laughs> that, but have you been able to kind of fix those and then get better from it? 
Um, yeah, yeah. There's been a, there's been a couple things um, to where you make a mistake, and a lot of times it's in you know personal relationships right. or something like that, where things have happened and like, man, okay, maybe I, I shouldn't have done that, or I shouldn't have said something this way because they'll interpret it this other way. Yeah. And so what I would do is I would go to the go to that person and you have to be able to admit you made a mistake, sure. not just to you, yep. but to, to them as well. Yeah. Um, so that's been the, that was the biggest thing for me is just being man enough to say, you know what, that was, I should not have done that. That was me. I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, hopefully you can forgive me or we can, you know, move along, you know, forward from, from here. But yeah, admitting you made the mistake and then not making like a, a BS excuse about it. Yeah. Oh, you know, I did it because I was tired or it's yeah. Tuesday or yeah. whatever, you know, whatever you want to. Uh, it was a mistake. You made it. Boom. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's yeah. a good thing to learn from. So as you've grown and we've heard a little bit about your faith and, and kind of have how that has a importance in your life. Um, pencils obviously get beat up as they get used. Chip, nicked dents mm -hmm. left in it, but it, the inside is what's the most important, the lead that leaves the mark. So we're kind of yeah. the same way. What is the inside of us uh, that is most important to you, something that you don't waver from a value you have uh, that you hope protrudes and, and oozes yeah. out into your life? Well, sure. Um, and I think the best way to describe that is, um, well, in my hometown, I was, I'm past president of our um, Leesburg's my hometown, Leesburg, Florida. Okay. And I was past president of the Rotary Club there. Nice. And in the Rotary Club, they have this thing called the four-way test. Okay. And it's kind of a, it's a way to, I try to live my life personally, also professionally. So it's the four-way test. And it's basically four questions. When you're involved in any situation, you, uh, you try to live by and, and ask yourself these questions. One is, is it the truth? Mm. That's the first question. So, and the second one, is it fair to all concern? Okay. Three is, will it build goodwill and build better friendships? And then uh, the fourth one is, will it be beneficial to all concern? So that's what, what I try to do. You try to make sure you have integrity and try to make sure that nobody in any scenario that you're doing, nobody's getting taken advantage of and there's kind of like an equal footing in everything. So that's probably the the best way I could sum it up is the four way test. For sure. That's cool. Yeah. And integrity, I think is a huge one. Um, cause man, if you lose that, you lose trust, you lose all well, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I heard somebody say that you only have one name mm -hmm. and you know, if you ruin it, it's, yeah. it's, it's ruined. Yeah. So and then your name's mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the last trade of pencil leadership, um, and it might be the most important, um, pencils, obviously have a purpose and that's to leave a mark. Uh, and there might be different services that they try to write on. Some are tougher than others, but they're still going to leave a mark. And we're the same, no matter where mm -hmm. we are in life, uh, what our path is on, we can still leave a positive mark. So what would you hope that you, your positive mark would be on the world? My positive mark on the world. Well, the the first one I want to make sure that I'm a, a great role model for my son. Mm. You know, he's he's a year and a half right oh, now. Yeah. And so I want to make sure that, you know, he sees me and he sees what I'm doing. And then hopefully he will live his life the way I live, you know, my, or try to leave live my life. Right. You know? Um and then um that's the the biggest thing. But then also as 
clinically speaking, say in the, in the job that I do, see chiropractic, um, I have a lot of patients that will come in and there's certain things that we can treat that a lot of people think are untreatable. Mm. Um, so say there's, um, in, uh, our community, um, we're surrounded by a retirement community. Okay. So there's yep. a, uh, there's thing called the villages. I'm not sure if you've heard about that or not before. Um, but that's a big retirement. It's like one of the biggest retirement communities. It's like 10 miles away from me. Oh, wow. So we're su- surrounded by awesome. retirees. Yeah. And there, there are a lot of the people that have low back pain. Yeah. Okay. And um, so also they have this condition called peripheral neuropathy. Okay. And that's a, that's kind of a big buzzword right now that everybody's kind of jumping on the bandwagon as far as treating. And a lot of times the only treatment before was taking like gabapentin, okay. Okay? Yep. Um, which is, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but there's also naturally ways that we can, that we can fix things and make it better. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to try to uh, encourage people to find as many natural ways to heal themselves. That's awesome as possible because I'm not trying to bash any medications or anything. Um, but I do think a lot of things are overprescribed. Uh, um, I'm with you. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so if, and there's a lot of, you know, natural supplements that can help out and natural therapies too, not just, you know, supplements, but yep. things that I do. I mean, shoot things that you do. Yep. I mean, like as, as we talked about, there's you know, a lot of overlap in what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to break the, uh, mindset that are as grand in people that there's a, a pill for every ill, you know? Hmm. So that's, yeah. that's kind of my, my passion. That's is awesome. To try to try, now try to do that. Now there's, there's a time and a place for everything. So I don't want to act like I'm poo pooing, you know, all right. medication yeah, or anything, no, yeah. but, there's a place. but let people know there's another um, chance out yeah. there. Or another you don't thing want her to be because, dependent on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so that's, and that's something I'm, I'm pretty passionate about that's because cool. I see a lot of people will come in and, They'll um, uh, be on certain medications like, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get on a soapbox for a little bit, but I'll jump off real quick. <laughs> I'll say, say statin. Yeah. Okay. Medications. Okay. We'll see a lot of patients come in that are taking statins for, to lower their cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll have these weird pains for no reason, like weird shoulder pain or weird hip pain. And they said, you know what? I just woke up and it was there. And they'll be on a statin and their cholesterol's, you know, less than 150, but they're put on there as a preventative. Hmm. And so I'll see a lot of stuff that I just don't agree with, but, right. and I'll try to tell them like, look, there's some natural stuff. Like there's, there's a supplement called berberine hmm. that yep. will lower, lower your cholesterol. Like every study I've seen is like between 32 and 36%. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have the side effects of, of statins. So you know, I'll try to just, and I can't tell people, I don't, I never tell them, oh, get off that. Right. I mean, yeah. I'll, but I just tell them like, you know, you know, I saw, you know, research this or research that, you know, and then t- and I always tell them, you know, talk to your primary care and see what they say, you know, cause I don't want to say, oh, get off this. It's junk. You don't need that. You know, cause we all have to work together. We're yep. pieces of the puzzle yep. for people's healthcare. That's awesome. I think those are two big, big marks that you're working on leaving a legacy, obviously. And then just influencing people's health for the positive is, is such a big thing. And that's awesome. And it's so cool to see and hear your perspective on all this, on stress, on productivity, and then on, on the pencil leadership thing. So Jeff, again, so grateful that you're here on the show with us today. Uh, thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. It's, it's been, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Very enjoyable. Awesome, man. Thanks again. 
Uh, you too. We'll see you, man. See ya. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and are able to take something of value from it as well. If you did enjoy it, share the link on social media and tag Pencil Leadership or myself. Send me a message. Love to answer questions or take ideas for topics on how to improve the show. Also, be a difference in someone else's life today by texting them this link, sending them this link so they can um, reap the benefit of listening to all this information. We can all take this information and use it to be better pencil leaders, to make a positive mark on the world. And if you could, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review um, and subscribe if you like the show. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Thank you so much for the love and support by reviewing and subscribing. I hope you took good notes. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.